I'm so glad you could uh, you could join us today. Good morning. Yeah. Um, right. So if uh, if you out there are uh, are seeing this, you could let us know where you're beaming in from and if it's working for you. Uh, so you can drop that into the comments. Um, right. And so while we're checking on these live streams, um, yeah, I just want to say good morning. And you know, this is drawing for tattooers. I'm James Wisdom. Uh, I tattoo at Artistic Skin Designs in Indianapolis, Indiana, and you can find me uh, at Tattooing Wisdom on social media, as well as my website, TattooingWisdom.com. Um, and so, yeah, like, uh, let me tell you a little bit about this network and what we're up to. Uh, so welcome to Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are all encouraged to join in these real events and uh, live streams. Uh, we want to share, inspire, and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. Um, we beam out nearly every single day, and with your help, we've evolved into a quality network of on-demand and uh, streamable educational shows. So um, uh, we've all been receiving rave reviews, and so we appreciate that. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button, and leave us your uh, leave us your uh, comments, constructive comments. Ah, on. Uh, uh, on, on wherever you're checking it out at. So let's see. You can um, you can find out more about reinventing the tattoo at all these fine places: the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store. We also have a uh, Roku channel, um, as well as a Facebook page. Um, we're on Instagram. You can just search for reinventing the tattoo. Um, but you can always find the latest and greatest here. So if I may, I'd like to share my screen with the group. And there. <laughs> there it is, right? So the Reinventing the Tattoo homepage, uh, where you can always, uh, you can find the schedule. But of course, uh, you can also find Reinventing the Tattoo the book, right? It, it's an online book now, used to be uh, printed, but now it's here at reinventingthetattoo.com and you can find all of the, you know, there's always updates, um, there's a community, and there's all sorts of other resources that you should check out. Um, yeah, we're always updating. So there's free resources, free tattoo courses. We don't teach you how to tattoo. It's not but, you know, a little bit of misnomer, but it is, you know, these are courses that you can take that will help you understand your craft a little bit better as well as, you know, like art. And so um, these can be really helpful for your, uh, for your practice. What do we got here? Free, free courses. Ah, the history of electric tattooing by Jay Brown from the Northwest Tattoo Museum. A very cool course. Um, and uh, I've, uh, I've enjoyed um, learning more about the history of tattooing. And, and so I encourage you to do the same. Um, there's also the free reinventing community resources. Very cool. Um, and there's some other stuff I haven't checked out, but uh, also Dirt Morrison's uh, longevity of the tattoo artist. I think this is crucial for tattooers. You, you should check this, this seminar out. Uh, Dirt Morrison goes into great detail as to the, um, some of the do's and don'ts, some of the best practices to help you, um, get the most out of your body right so you can you can tattoo for a long long time that's the uh i think that's the whole mission 
there. So, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so as we scroll through here, uh, oh, you can see that there is a, an app, Reinventing the Tattoo, you can find it on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Um, and then, oh, we also have all sorts of, uh, of our videos and stuff that you can check out. Um, and if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you can see the event schedule. This is where you can um, zoom in you find out what's coming up and you can also zoom in to, uh, to all the, the programs. So uh, let's go through the, let's go through the schedule. On Sundays at 1 p.m. we have Skill Building Sunday hosted by Jason Leeser. Um, although on Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern, uh, Drawing for Tattooers with James Wisdom. That's this show. You made it. Yeah, so welcome. We're followed at 11 a.m. Uh, on Mondays. Uh, by the Tattoo Weekly. At 5 p.m. on Mondays, it's Let's Talk About Feelings, Robbie Ripple. Uh, 6 p.m., some once usually once a month or so, at 6 p.m. on Mondays, we have a paint night with Renee Little. It's very fun. Keep wanting to join it. I haven't I haven't had a chance to, to, to make it yet, so hoping I make the next one. Um, 9 p.m. on Mondays, we have Reinventing the Tattoo uh, Subscribers Exclusive Drawing Group. It's a great group. Um, consider joining it. It's uh, you uh, might get a lot out of it. So um, Wednesdays at one p.m. we have the Tattoo Now show. No, Thursdays at six p.m. we have uh, the Tattoo Collecting One Hundred One podcast. And so um, I'd like to take a moment and uh, thank our sponsors. Scroll down here. Oh, you can also ask a guy your questions, right? If you have questions, you can get some feedback, get some guidance. So that's here on the homepage. So yeah, um, yeah, worldtattooevents.com uh, where you can find out, uh, I have something to read here. Largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. Lots of updates and conventions are rescheduling like crazy. So you can learn more about your upcoming uh, Tattoo conventions, tattoo events at uh, worldtattooevents.com, and uh, Tattoo Now. Tattoo Now is technologies for tattooers, the leading edge in professional development management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. Upgrades um, are competitive with any CRM uh, man uh, mailing list software out there. CRM is customer relations management. So if you want to, like, you need help, like, you know, managing your relations with your customers. <laughs> Check out Tattoo uh, now. So um, ask for Gabe. Yeah, and then so uh, we want to, uh, let me move this. Yeah, right. So uh, we also want to uh, say thanks to Guy Atchison for being the founder and inspiration behind Reinventing the Tattoo. You can learn more about Guy Atchison by visiting GuyAtchison.com, where you can see his gallery, as well as order original oil paintings, custom prints. I don't know if he, I don't know if he commissions to oil, you know, for oil paintings. I mean, it's, it, you can buy some of his paintings that he's made. I don't, I, I don't know, maybe ask him. But um, you can also, um, Get some of his, you know, incredible educational materials available here. The Biomech Encyclopedia 
is also available here. So um, yeah, check out GuyAtchison.com for more. And uh, yes, so that's it. Did it. Amber, thank you so much for being here. No problem. Like, uh, oh, cool. Yeah, we've got some. Um, we got some excitement in the chat. So, hey, I chat. was reading that. Yeah, it's awesome. Congratulations, creature. Let's see what's going on. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, congratulations, creature. Yeah, well deserved. And I know she's been working real hard. Yes. You know, trying to make make her business, you know, like a, a solid tattoo business. And so this is mm -hmm. this is so um, celebration. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, couldn't be prouder. That's um, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we're yeah so, uh, yeah yeah we want to celebrate the community, right? The community comes together, helps out, and uh, this is uh, you know we we uplift each other. Right, yes. we uplift each other, and that's I think um, uh, that's what's that's what's so important about like you know about your group, about your friends, you know, about the people you surround yourself with. That's that's the yes. um, has to be, um, you know, the has to be the result, right? That you you know you end up. Uh, I mean, we now the real work begins, right? <laughs> it's like, so now, uh -huh. now the real work begins. And so it's like, uh, um, we all have to be sort of careful what we wish for. <laughs> you might get it. Your dreams might come true. And then, exactly. then you're, <laughs> and then you're, then, yeah, then you're in it. But I, but I'm glad that it was just something that was, uh, was so important. It is important. And, uh, so, so, so congratulations creature. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to seeing your um, your newest your newest creations. So, anything new with you, Amber? Anything going on with you? Um, not really new. I'm just keeping my head down and working at the shop and working on skins and. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Perfecting my whip shading. That's so cool. Yeah, I think that's. Um, It would be it's it's fun to work on practice skins and stuff. I mean, even if you you know even if you do them you know you do tattoos and stuff all the time, it could still yeah. you know it could still be this. I uh, always like to try thing. new techniques on skin on fake skins first. Mm -hmm. That way, if I screw it up, it's not on somebody forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah, I think eventually you know you kind of get to this you know you get to this point where um, you are going to try. You are going to try things out for the first time on skin, on actual yeah. skin. It will, you know, it does get there. Um, but I, but again, I think you have, you know, you got to be careful with that stuff. You know, you got to, you want to be uh, judicious and, you know, so it's not mm. you know, like a, you know, just go completely experimental all the time. <laughs> you know? But I think, it, but it does happen. And so, I'm, but I'm glad it's like, you're, you know, you're like, you're taking your time and you're doing, you know, I think you're doing uh, uh doing great work we, we got a chance to see your uh, some of your practice last week and it was it was very uh it was very impressive so thank I, you yeah no i'm looking forward to you know to seeing some of your your newest tattoos once you know once you once you start putting them out there 
So um, we got Kyle Olson in the house. Hey, Kyle. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Kyle. Good morning. to have you. Yeah, good morning. Great job on that stuff, Amber. You're kicking ass. It's super exciting. Thank you. Hell yeah. Hell I'm yeah. excited too. Good. Good. That's the best part. I love it. I love tattoo. Yes, it is. Yeah. After what ten tattooing like thirteen years, and I'm still giddy like a you know. <laughs> Yeah. A little school kid and stuff like that. Oh, I fucking... think that's the best part of the job. It never gets old. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, the ups and downs, but it's so worth it. You know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that I think that's good morning, Kyle. Great to see you. Yeah, morning. And that's I think that's the thing that like uh you know that's so uh such a cool aspect about it. I. I really had the, you know, the opportunity this last weekend, I went to the Indianapolis tattoo convention. It was very cool. I got to see some old friends um, and I got to meet some people. I got to meet uh, Medusa, oh, cool. Medusa Slay is very cool. And I also got to meet Dusty. He's on, uh, he's on Robbie Ripple's show. Let's talk about feelings. So it's, you know, it was really, it was amazing to meet them both. Uh, um, you know, they're reinventing regulars. So that was really cool. <laughs> But another thing that I got to, you know, I got to run into uh, to one of my former students who ended up becoming is is now about to start tattooing on awesome. people, right? She's an apprentice now, but she's about to start actually tattooing on people. And so nice. um, just amazing to see, you know, this was like, you know, she was in my class probably like four years ago, maybe five years ago or something like that. And so, um and so uh, she's she's a fantastic artist, and so it's really great to see you know like see her coming into something that's you know it's going to be a great fit for her. She's in a great studio with you know really really uh, really great mentors. So I'm yeah I'm super duper happy for her. And uh, again, it's sort of this it's this we were just sort of talking about creature is you know creatures also got her shop is you know is now recognized by her county, and so that's so so great. So I mean all these all these sort of you know um uh, everybody is like moving forward you know making great strides in their career and so mm -hmm. i think that's uh um that's just really it's really great great news right mm -hmm. some some good news is for once right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's nice to have good news every once in a while yeah definitely but um but yeah also real quick i was able to do uh some drawing classes at the Indianapolis Tattoo Convention this weekend. It was, it was my honor. It was so fun. Got to meet some new students. Um, and so it was uh, mostly apprentices and stuff, which I think is actually really good because that's a, that's a big part of the, I think the mission, you know, what we're, we're trying to do. Um, it's, it's good. Some of the things we talk about, you know, we try to keep the things that we talk about good for people of all levels artists of all levels, but also it's really important, I think, for when you're beginning. And something that kept coming up, you know, there's this saying that people have, I don't know who coined it, but you gotta, you gotta learn the rules so you can break them. Mm -hmm. You know, is this, is this, you know, sort of, uh, uh, it's this saying, right, that it's, it's, it's a platitude, if you, you know, oh. it's a banal platitude. It, you know what I mean? It's this thing that people say, and it's kind of like, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And, and for me, I've, I'm, I'm starting to come to this idea, like, you know, you got to learn the rules to unlearn the rules. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You have to, you have to, it's good to go through learning stuff, learning, you know, trying, you know, taking on the knowledge, right. That has been, uh, has been so hard earned. Right. But again, sort of being able to, being able to sort of put that out of your conscious mind and, and be able to, you know, to, to have some sort of, uh, you know, intuitive kind of, you know, play with what it is that you're doing this i think is uh you know every time you sort of get rid of that you negate that rule you, you you're still starting again from a from a different place right and so um it like riding a bicycle for instance you know uh, or learning to walk even like you know when you're very young you know you learn to walk or whatever it's, it's probably very difficult you're thinking about a lot of things um but eventually you know you don't have to think about them so much until like, until you hurt your leg <laughs> and then you have to really think about it as, you know, as a, as a, as a process. So the same thing goes, I think with our, uh, you know, with any of our art making, you know, practices, tattooing and, and the like, um, a lot of things we need to learn. And then there's a lot of things that we need to sort of try to forget. So that way we can be in the moment and be intuitive as we're, as we're sort of producing stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody or not, but uh, uh, no, completely. that's just, just, uh, just some musings I've been having recently about um, uh, like, what is education? Like, what are we doing? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what, like um, we probably, you know, we're not going to be anybody but ourselves. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, please. Um, so, so like the whole like uh, got to learn things to unlearn things. It makes me think of like the more you know, the less you know. You know what I mean? Like so, like the more you learn about artwork and tattooing and everything like that, it brings up so many more questions. You're like, hmm, cool. I don't know anything. So <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it definitely makes me think and wonder of like, damn um, it, my brain, my freaking brain. It, I had it. I had the thought and I lost it. You guys, you guys, yeah, yep, your turn. <laughs> Uh, where'd it go? I kind of understand what you're saying about being, you know, in the moment and becoming intuitive, even mm-hmm. in tattooing. Because when you're jamming and you're in that flow state and everything's working really well, you do kind of become intuitive. Mm-hmm. But it's because you've already learned the feeling of the skin and you already recognize how things have worked before. So you kind of know that if you switch it up a little bit, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But that becomes intuitive over time and repetition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is necessary, which is needed, you know, which is nice um, to have that reliability in the moment, you know, to where you know where, you know, this is going to work, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Ready to be like, oh. <laughs> so. But that's the, uh, there's the risk. There's always the risk. It may not work. You know, there's never this guarantee. It's, you know, it's, it might be like a really, really strong likelihood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is most likely going to work really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a, yeah, but there's always, there's always contingency. It's always this, it's always ever present. And so, um, and that's the, I mean, that therein, it's like, there's that anxiety you feel and that's the truth of it. And that's what's um, the part that you love, right? And hate mm-hmm. at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. The excitement of it. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, we talked about this before, I think, and it's so it really is a, um, there's a universal quality to it, I believe. So I think that's um, all really like, uh, 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 yeah, all very, um, you know, pertinent to what we're talking about. And so um, anyway, uh, something that I, something that like I wanted to talk about today um, was this idea of differing perspectives. So we're talking about like perspective um, and we look at, you know, different sorts of artwork from all over the world, right? different from different cultures. Um, I think we see uh, that like the depiction of, you know, representation, art, uh, spaces are handled differently. And so, uh, and, and a really, um, I think a really clear example of this is sort of looking at, you know, say the Renaissance from, you know, Italy and the, the 1400s, 1500s, this era, um, versus, you know, even older Chinese landscape painting, right? So I wanted to, I wanted to sort of show, let me see if I can, let me see if I can show some of this real quick. So, ah. See if we can show this now. This guy's, yeah. This. Thank you for your patience, everyone. Okay. Back to it. Share my screen. This. Okay. Cool. So, hopefully you can see my screen right yeah. and so i've got some uh i can attribute these images slightly i'm trying to work on some um this this concept and there's lots of i mean there's lots of this information of course um online that you could find it but sort of this difference right between let's say the the east and the west and how you know, perspective is sort of seen. And this pertains to tattoos. We're going to get there. <laughs> I want to bring it back to tattooing. So don't, yeah, so don't, don't kill me. But, um, but right. So, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah. This one particularly, let's see. Yeah. So this one is from an artist unknown. It's a fresco. Um, it's in the uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art. And so what I wanted to point out is, that, you know, so we can see, um, uh, see, when is it, what date is it attributed to? Probably, you know, anywhere between like, the, you know, 1300s, possibly, you know, possibly earlier. Um, so if you look, like, we could see, um, it's almost, it's pretty disconcerting, I feel like, if you look at this image and, you know, it's like you get the sense that there's some buildings and stuff, right? But it's like we can see the roof of this one, you can, you know what I mean? And then like we can see underneath of this like veranda or whatever this thing is, right? Um, there's all kinds of angles going all over the place, like this ladder, it looks very almost sort of sideways kind of situation. Um, uh, it's very, it's sort of strangely flattened out right here at this doorway. There's all kinds of angles going everywhere, right? 
clearly the artist is trying to depict like some space, but there isn't anything organizing, right? It is pretty intuitive. And so this is from Italy uh, and uh, about the, the Renaissance era, you know, we're starting to get into the Renaissance. Um, so let me see if I can, sorry, <laughs> spoil it. So uh, this next image though is, um, it's a much clearer sort of uh, illustration of what we think about in, you know, in terms of Western art, uh, uh, and it's sort of representing like linear perspective. So this one is um, uh, Massimo de Panicelli, uh, and it's, uh, it's titled The Healing of the Cripple. Anyway, what we can see here is like, for instance, uh, this sort of opening here in this space, you know, where there's the crippled person and uh, looks like a saint is probably going to heal them or something. As a, you know, that's probably the story we're supposed to sort of get out of it. But you can see that this doorway that, you know, we could imagine that it's like a just an open doorway, the ceiling and the floor are, you know, they'd be parallel to each other. But because of this sort of use of perspective, these two parallel lines are appearing to converge at a center point. Um, this gives us a, you know, and all of the, all of these edges actually, they're really sort of appearing to, to point to a, to a very central point. Uh, mm. And so this gives us, um, this gives us sort of, everything is organized around a clear sort of principle. There's an eye level or, or a horizon and there's a vanishing point in the middle. Um, there's a scientific base, there's a mathematical basis for this sort of thinking. It, like when we look at photography, photography closely sort of, uh, you know, it, it sort of closely resembles this sort of, sort of single point of perspective that happens, right? And so um, this is what developed in the West and it became sort of, you know, canonized. It was, you know, it's been, been very important. Um, but, right, but, um, you can see it's fairly stiff. I mean, it's very difficult to sort of, you know, make mathematical the the actual experience of like seeing stuff. Um, while, okay, so while there is something that, you know, you can, again, make it predictable, you can make it sort of very sort of convincing, it's, there's something that it lacks in terms of like the, the same experience that we get when we're actually sort of seeing things. So I want to contrast it with, um, this idea of a uh, Chinese landscape painting. And so what we see here, again, it's like, uh, it's, it's intuitive, right? It's, there isn't this, there isn't this sort of uh, being constrained by the, by the notion of a single point of view and eye level. Um, so as, as, as we look at this, we're probably drawn for me, I, I end up being sort of drawn to the lower uh, left-hand side. There's a small figure is, you know, is looking at the, the next figure. Um, this one, see, I can attribute this image as well. So it's, uh, it's a painting by an artist named Ma Lin in the 13th century. Um, so uh, ink and color on silk is that's, you know, it's a scroll anyways, um, very beautiful. But again, this sort of intuitive kind of, we are, almost moving through this image in a perspective of a way, right? So we're, um, there is depth, 
but again, it doesn't have this sort of singular point of view. Um, this sort of response to this problem of like sort of depicting space was in part because of the the nature of these paintings that they were done on really long scrolls so you'd almost kind of see them you know one segment at a time um but there's again we're sort of we're sort of contrasting some of the there was some some elegant parts to the western notion of perspective but then there was some drawbacks to it again with here there's some elegance that's happening but again there's you know as a as a composition it might start to you know uh it, like if you step back and try to look at the whole thing, it you know there there may be some parts that somewhat fall apart to it. Uh, I have a, another yeah. These scrolls, for instance, it is um, you know this is all part of one long scroll. I can attribute this image as well. Uh, well, I got it from. Uh, I can't attribute this one. It's just, it's, there's a generic attribution. Um, but anyway, so in this painting, uh, again, it's sort of like, you know, seeing it all as one composition, it's a bit disconcerting. It's a bit discombobulating. Uh, what it really feels like is that we're supposed to kind of go in and look at individual slices, individual sections. And then, you know, at that level, it really starts to make a lot more sense. Um, and so, depending on like kind of where you're at, where you're from in the world, it might very well be that like sort of seeing the, you know, these ways of seeing, if you like, are, uh, you know, they're enculturated into you, that you are, uh, you're more uh, used to seeing things certain way. I would almost suggest that like cartoons can be like this too, right? Like if you're used to seeing cartoons, like you know, there's a sort of training, a conditioning that happens as, you know, as you see, uh, see the way things are depicted. And it becomes very almost second nature, you know, so whenever you look at, when you look at more images that are sort of similar to it, you end up sort of seeing them, uh, you can appreciate them more, right? First time seeing something, it can be very, it can be strange, right? For, for lots of reasons. But, um, but in this particular instance, I'm you know trying to contrast these different you know sorts of thoughts. All right, so now we'll get to the let's get to the tattoo stuff. One second here. Um, let me see. I'll share my one more share here. Uh, yes. Okay. This one. Okay. All right. So uh, this is tattooer Jesse Ricks. Um, so if you're not familiar, uh, there's these amazing sort of perspectival drawings and stuff in tattoos. It's it sort of like this. It's like you know we've got all these uh, you know um, uh, we've got all these sort of ways of of working making space whether it's sort of having this having this principle of like a you know a vanishing point having a principle of eye level or something like that again like i was saying photography if you're using photography you're going to be subject to you know this idea of uh of linear perspective it's very it's very close to linear perspective right mm -hmm. perspective it's very similar um 
in this image, right, what we're seeing is like there's a photograph in the middle, right? What we would sort of imagine wherever the eye level would be at in this photograph is in a different place than where it's being depicted in the, you know, in as far as all of this geometry that sort of is breaking up around it and stuff. So it's very clever, you know, because it, it, it does work. The, the vanishing points, you know, they're the single vanishing points, uh, you know, of these images, I think that they would probably be in alignment. If this is too technical, I apologize. But right here in the very center of the spine, very, you know, uh, symmetrical in that way. But they're in different, different locations. You know, one here you can see up here, and then the other one would be probably, it would be much lower. Right? And so, mm -hmm. but they're very cleverly combined because as a composition, this works, you know, this works very well. Um, so the point that I'm, you know, that I'm really trying to get at is that there's, uh, um, that there's all these concerns about perspective that we're going to have. How do we use it in our tattooing and stuff? But what might be sort of like, you know, uh, what might be sort of like slightly more important might be this sort of idea of how the tattoo fits, how it flows on the body. So again, you know, like we're, we're talking about, you know, this, these overall compositions as we're looking at them, you know, there were some issues, you know, if you look at a painting from the Renaissance or, you know, all the way basically up until, till modernity, you could see like, you know, it's, it's within a, it's within a square or, a, or, you know, rectangle oftentimes. Um, there it's, it's in framed, right? It's in frame within a, you know, a very sort of geometrical frame oftentimes. And so um, this centers your vision and everything, you know, like this back piece in a way is sort of, it's much more similar to how we would sort of think about like a painting in a frame. Um, but even still in this, there's, there's still muscles and stuff that are moving. There's still flow that must be, flows of the body that must be taken into consideration. So um, the 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 importance right of having a composition that looks a certain way on the body and then can depict space you know or that you know even if even if it's you know say a tribal design or something you know just black work design on skin um again you're still thinking about there's still this figure against the ground right there's still there's still a bit of distance that happens pictorially um so I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, what I'm toying around with is this sort of idea of like, you know, how important is the, is the fitting, is the flowing and stuff. Because it's so, because it is so important how we think about like perspective, how we think about, um, you know, how to depict representations. Uh, all right, here's, a, here's another very cool one as well. I love these videos, the process and stuff. Um, so if you're in the reinventing, um, if you're in the if you're in the groups, if you're if you're in the curriculum, um, Jesse Ricks is a uh, did a a chapter as a guest writer, um, the 103 level, and so uh, in his chapter he talks about how he uses perspective, and he you know he says he doesn't really like he it's more intuitive for him, right. But I think that we can clearly see what's also very important 
um, is the is the way that it fits, right? Is the way mm -hmm. that it falls. And so um, it's it's trying to it's trying to kind of marry these things together in a way that like is a third perspective. Thinking about this history of how you know composition is made, how perspective is sort of derived in the West. You know, they were thinking about this, you know, thinking about the square, thinking about the, the, the rectangle or whatever, trying to sort of bring people through a window into a new world. In the East, they were using this scroll and they were sort of looking at individual sort of segments that were always, you know, going to be moving. We as tattoo artists, we sort of have a sort of halfway, but halfway between. Right? We have this. We, you know, we have like a body that's always going to be sort of, you know, moving and we're going to have little segments, right? But again, we are still creating these windows for people to, you know, to sort of to travel into visually speaking. Um, but again, there's a sort of, there's a, there's another composition and that's the, the composition of the body itself. Um, so yeah, I've been thinking about this, trying to synthesize these things together and, um, Oh, see here, this one too, I think, is nice. It's fairly intuitive. Of course, it's very beautiful, and there's a lot of there's a lot of this just uh, really smart ways of going about it. In terms of there's a there are, there's difference. There's a, there's a lot of contrast. If we, if yeah, there's a lot of contrast, and the contrast is used uh, or is developed by different edges right there's like different softer edges there's firmer edges there's sharp lines um there's also a difference in tonal value range there's really dark stuff really light um what's really interesting too is this golden this golden hour light a lot of times we think about atmospheric perspective the general rule is that like it becomes cooler and bluer and stuff but in this case you know we can see it's very deep sort of space of the forest, it's very warm. So, but it still draws your eye back there. It's, it, you know, so, um, so it's magical in that way. It's very, it's, it's very, very fascinating. The cool is used up here. Um, uh, what is that? What is the mycelium, right? That's the, that's what the mushroom sort of superstructure underneath, right? They're mm -hmm. mycelium. It's what it sort of feels like down there, kind of a, you know, rhizomatic or something like that. And then there's these this hexagon things that he he really likes to use, which are very cool, um, and a signature, right? And you know, very neat sort of. Um, let's look at let's look at uh, just another couple. Love it. So all those shapes, they really do kind of feel like, you know, they're converging onto a point somewhere. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but then there's more space back there. There's, there's space, right? There's, there's a, there's an additional space that's sort of provided back there and it has its own kind of thing going on. Uh, could, it could be from, you know, like, could be from some like sort of, telescope image or could be just completely invented um but there's a lot of flow there's a lot of fit and then also there's this sort of this 
this allusion to space and perspective and stuff that's happening. Um, like a, it's almost like a scroll. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, the body's not a perfect cylinder, you know, the arm's not a perfect cylinder and stuff, but still there's kind of this almost, this almost scroll like thing that's happening, but somehow, you know, it, so in the chapter, Jesse Ricks talks about how, you know, there's a bit of an, you know, like the body starts to tell him where to sort of place these angles. So it starts to feel right. Um, and, and that's all that I can think that, that must be happening, you know what I mean? Because it's almost like they're, you know, it, it'd be so challenging to sort of find a single point that would that would make it all work, especially as you mm -hmm. sort of travel around. I'm trying to map that out in my head. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, here's the vanishing point. Yeah. You know, I erase all of these lines. <laughs> right. Make sure all these are parallel. I don't know. Well, I think so. Again, I, I wanted to bring it back to what we were talking about earlier. I, I really feel like there's um, clearly this artist understands linear perspective at a very deep level, but the fact he can sort of put it to the side and still sort of make it look that way does this make sense what i'm saying like unlearning the <laughs> unlearning these rules you know what i mean you had a rule like like we were talking about in the in the renaissance there was you know, linear perspective it had to be a certain way um and again this is this this whole idea of like sacred geometry and stuff it's this same thing you know mm -hmm. it's, it's an abstraction it's useful I, again when we sort of use it it becomes affective but like you know um but yeah no i i, I think there's there's got to be some sort of way that you are able to navigate it where you you know you're able to put these things down in a you know like in a certain way you're able to you know sort of leave it aside to a certain degree so that way you can actually do the thing you're trying to do but i don't yeah. know that was what i <laughs> that was it i just wanted to talk about that today i'm i'm trying to uh I'm trying to write about it. Look at this one. It like this little bright spot it like hurts your eyes almost. It's so bright. Mm. Like, how do you, <laughs> how'd you do that? Um, yeah, neat. There's all sorts of, um, and I like seeing artists that can have a very sort of, uh, you know, uh, recognizable signature and style. That I think that can be really um, that can be really delightful to see. Here we can see like these ones are, you know, this one is sort of going off over to there and then this one's going down to there and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? These shapes are, uh, they're playful, right? There's sort of, they're unapologetic and they're playful and, and you know, and they move around the space in a really interesting way. Um, so, yeah, this was, um, this was what I wanted to to share with you all and to talk about um but also this idea of you know like this importance of of how the how the tattoo fits and how it flows um that's probably being the thing that should that should that should not be overlooked right so however it is we're doing you know whatever it is we're doing think about that first you know um working out how to depict and represent stuff uh especially like you know if you're building onto something 
you know, that's pre-existing, it can be, it can be full of challenges. Mm. Try to make something cohesive and it may not ever be truly cohesive, uh, you know, but, um, but yeah, I wanted to. Kind of the literal definition of thinking outside of the box. Because as artists, we, we were taught on, you know, flat, rectangle or square canvases. And now we have to still fill our canvas, but our canvas isn't even close to rectangle or square. But we've still got to fill that canvas to create movement and depth and flow with the body. It's three-dimensional. But it's not a, you know, it's not a, not completely predictable three dimensional, right? Like, you know, you could have a cube and you're, you know, like, you know, walls on a building or something, you're doing a mural or whatever. Uh, or even like a column, you know, you're decorating that. The body is, has its own needs and requirements. Um, mm. But I, you know, but we're always sort of, we're always layering things, you know, again, like even if you have like just a, a design on top of the skin, right? It's just black design, lettering even, that sort of a thing. It's a layer, skin's behind it, like. Yeah. Like theoretically. However, and however if you, you however think you of an arm as a cylinder and you do it that way, if you're painting a column that's a cylinder, it's not gonna bend and move. True. But the cylinder of an arm is going to bend and move and things are going to get distorted in certain areas and stretch. You don't want things to look absolutely out of place when someone bends their arm a certain way or their leg a certain Yeah, no, I think that's, that's, um, plus there's a definite front and a back to a body. You know what I mean? There's always, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's, uh, there are parameters. And like, uh, you know, so someone told me a long time ago, and this makes sense, uh, you know, like parameters are like the banks of a river, you know, sort of it makes a river a river, right? You know, it makes it, makes it, it directs the flow of energy so that way it becomes a thing. If it didn't have any parameters, it would just sort of flatten out into, it could become nothing. It, this, sort of a, this sort of an idea, right? We need we need parameters so these limits are we don't know where they are until we butt up against it you know we don't know where the limits are until we test it and find where they are um kind of like this show <laughs> what are the limits of our audience will they you know <laughs> will they stay with us through uh you know through all the things that we talk about um but but yeah thank you I, and so yeah i would like to you know if anybody has you know thoughts or things to share or other subjects or something you want to talk about, please. I want to, I want to open up the, open up the floor to a little conversation. Well, I don't know, man, like it's, 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 it's hard to take a 2d image, put it on a 3d uh, surface and then try to make the 2D look 3D on top of the 3D surface when you've got uh, peaks and valleys and everything you got to worry about. Um, so, so to work within the the parameters of that, because you know you can. Where am I going with this? I don't know. Good talk. Um, 
it's a lot to think about. It's a lot of changing of dimensions as you're, you know, rendering it. And then when it's done, it's got to have depth. It's got to have value. Plus, it's got to fit the body. Mm -hmm. It's too much to think about. Yeah. I think that's why your brain makes it intuitive. Because trying to think about all of that at once will short circuit your brain. And I'm already a little crazy. I don't need to add to that. So I think that's why I, we probably have a natural pension for that as artists. You know, art can be taught, but if you have a predisposed talent for it, you're more likely to become intuitive at it. You can start to start to trust yourself again. I I I feel like so again. This might be too far of a reach. Um, but I guess there was this there was this very famous study that was done where uh, you know researchers they took a, you know they took a group of children and had them draw their portraits draw a self portrait and so the, these young children they immediately reached for all the colors you know in the crayon box and they just made this very sort of wild you know sort of uh, these colorful portraits of themselves you know they, they sometimes in they barely depicted whatever they, you know, they, they look nothing, you know, it's like the, nowhere near like reality at all. It's just like, this is, you know, this explosion of, you know, creative energy. Um, the same researchers, they took the same group of children a few years later after they'd gone through, you know, some schooling and asked them to, to repeat the experiment, repeat the, repeat the project. Um, and all of them, instead of grabbing for crayons, grabbed the, you know, the sort of the gray pencil and, you know, were very sort of rigidly sort of like, here's my eye and then there's my mouth and yada, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and so the researchers took this to be this, you know, uh, indication that like, like, ah, obviously school like stifles the creative spirit and stuff. Um, but there's a, there's a theorist, Slavoj Žižek, he says that it's like, he says the opposite. He says, he says, no, this is a, this is a clear depiction of progress of, you know, of a spirit that like, that it's, you have to go through this, you know, sort of this abstraction, right? Where you, where you learn to abstract things. Um, and it's, you know, so moving through to the, you know, from the colorful explosion to the, you know, the dull gray sort of, you know, abstraction is, is the process of you know, becoming. Um, and then, you know, it's like, eventually you move through that, you move, you know, sort of out of it, like a child, right? As a, as a child, you grow up, and then eventually you leave, right? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You grow up, and then you eventually go off. Followers are different, right? You know, if you're a follower, you just follow along forever, you know what I mean? But, it, but, it, but, a, but a child is, you know, that's the, that's the theory, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you grow up, and then you move off. Um, and so I think as that's a part of our development too, like we've got to go through these stages, these, these learning phases eventually to sort of get rid of them. 
you know, eventually to sort of trust yourself again, but you have to sort of go through, you have to, you have to like go through that phase of development where you, you know, where you're, you know, you learn what you don't know, right. To, to, to paraphrase what Kyle said earlier, to, to understand that you don't know anything. At the end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can know that absolutely. Right. You don't know anything at the end. That's the, <laughs> I love that bit. Um, yeah yeah so like if we, if we take the concept of the tattoo community as a whole and we put that in the entire history of tattooing and stuff like that and we put that in the same area um of like well i guess it's more of like western uh tattooing that that part because like it, it like over japan china everything like that their tattooing is a lot more refined already but um how the tattoos were like very small, really cluttered, this, that, and the other thing, you know, you had your American traditional stuff, but it was like patch, 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 like how chaotic the, the overall composition used to be uh, compared to now, you know, with, with just thousands of trials and error, um, how, how more refined it is and how more like parameters it's, it's put on itself, but like how much more creative it, it is now, you know? So like, that to have the the structure within um well basically anything you know a kid on a a, a a set schedule is a happy kid you know like having structure is like your foundation to build off of so with like the rules um and and parameters and everything like that you know what you can do and you know what you can't do but like you said earlier you got to know the rules to break the rules so if you know what you can do and you can't do and you need to get to a certain destination you um you kind of was see what you you push your boundaries you see what you can do with it you know to 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 not like either break the rule or just see how far you can make that rule bend um so yeah like it, it, it totally makes sense to where it's like um the kids the first time everything was just like you know crayons chaotic everything going on you know uh and then like a couple of years later it's a little bit more refined and it's yeah it, it I, I guess i can see and understand like how it may be a little bit more like uh, some people will look at it and see how it's like less creative, but like in, in technique and theory and like how they applied it and everything like it's a lot more creative than, you know, just scribbling it around with one color, you know, you got layering. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that, that makes sense. Um, yeah. That's a really, really cool concept. I love that. I really do. I think, you know, um, that again, you know, like, sort of second what you're saying about American traditional that it's uh it is becoming more refined through a, mm -hmm. you know through the community coming together and through like you know trial and errors and stuff like that so it's um there's a beauty to the old stuff right but of course it's sort of like built on built on that foundation mm -hmm. oh we've got a got a special guest joining us yay yeah Awesome. Hey, Elise, how are you? Hey. Ooh. Still connecting to the audio. Hello. Hey. Wow. How are you, Elise? So nice to see you. I'm pretty good. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. I'm fresh off the train. Fresh off the train, huh? Yeah. We took the overnight train home to Chicago. Oh, dang. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Excellent. 
Oh. So glad you could join us. We were uh, we were just talking about uh, tattoos and stuff. So mm. the usual. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. Uh, yeah, how was your trip? Oh, it was beautiful. Sorry, I'm a little bit under the weather. I'm allergic to wheat, and everything down there has wheat <laughs> in no. the food. So uh, if I sound like a baritone, that's why. But yeah, they love to thicken things with a roux. Yeah, even stuff that they don't think is in there. You know, I'll ask and be like, does this have wheat in it? I don't think so. And then I'm sick the next day. So (laughs) (laughs) it's whatever. But no, it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, I can't wait to go back one day. (laughs) It's definitely, we were there for seven full days. And it it didn't feel like enough time. No, it's never enough time. I've been there for seven days. I've been there for two weeks. I've been there for three. It's never enough time. Yeah, it was beautiful. The weather was beautiful. It starts off 70 in the morning and there's a nice breeze all day long. It's beautiful. Uh, We went, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then I get back home today and that's why I'm wrapped up in a blanket. It's like 50 degrees in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, we went to the uh, New Orleans Museum of Art uh, on our last day. It was absolutely beautiful. Mm. Uh, It was three floors of just like uh, Indian Christian art, which I've never seen before. all of these different African pieces. There, they had a Picasso there. Uh, it was it was beautiful. It was stunning. Jeez, that'd be so cool. Definitely go. Uh huh. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We were right off Bourbon Street, so we heard all the drunk people wandering around at all times of night. <laughs> <laughs> The various colors of New Orleans. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely My favorite city in the whole world. <laughs> it was beautiful. I saw some interesting tattoos. Oh, cool! Nice. <laughs> I saw some beautiful ones, and I saw some intriguing ones. <laughs> it's I saw nice. one. A guy had. It was just a giant black rectangle just on the top of his head. <laughs> I don't know what the, oh, maybe, because I was thinking, well, at first I thought, I know some people get like hair kind of tattooed on their head sometimes. I'm like, I don't think they did that on purpose though, because it does not look like a regular hairline. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely a cover up. Okay, that makes more sense. One of my favorite paintings is, uh, it's called Black Square. And so it's, mm. it's just a painting of a black square. So maybe it's a <laughs> maybe he's maybe in it's an homage to, uh, yeah. to a famous work of art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's that's um, I I had a crazy experience this weekend too. I was I went to the convention and I got to be mm. a judge for the you know for the tattoo competition uh, the on the final night. Oh, cool! One of, one of the judges, right? And so I had to look at all these tattoos and try to pass judgment on them. And it's like, you know, at, at a certain point in the night, we're like, we're really, you know, like the best of the show. And, you know, some of the other judges we were talking to each other like, God, we can't, we can't tattoo like this. <laughs> we can't tattoo this. <laughs> what are we doing? You know, but it was, it's beside the point, right? You know, like the, 
judging the judgment that we're sort of, you know, trying to, trying to do on these works. It, it's, you know, it's like, it's, we're trying to think about all of the aspects of it. And we're trying to like, you know, uh, it ends up coming down to your own taste, you know what I mean? Like what it is you like and what it is you think is, um, what do you think is best or whatever. Um, and so, so many tattoos though. It was, it was, it is just like, you know, gotta like wash your eyes off. Right. Like <laughs> you've seen so much. Um, it, it's, it is incredible to see incredible works of art and the feeling that it gives you, you know, um, I love going to the museum too. It's, I think it's a sim, there's a similar, there's a similarity. There's a parallel mm. there. Like you kind of mm. get, it's just sort of, you see so many different things. You go to the museum. It's like, you're just like well, what am I looking at? You know, yeah. in part, that's what we were talking about a little bit today that, it, you know, different cultures have these different ways of depicting the world, different ways of seeing it. And so when you go to a museum, or you go to a tattoo convention, you know, <laughs> it's like you, you're going to be sort of inundated with all this stimulation, so many different takes on, on wow. stuff. It is, it is tough to discern, like, you know, uh, you know, what, what is you even like the best, I suppose, but, um, but there's something really fun about that too, I think. Mm. So, yeah. I can tell you about one, this has nothing to do with tattoos or art. Well, it could be art, <laughs> yeah. uh, comedic art. So we, me and my, I went with my parents. It was a family trip that I went on. And uh, we, we were going to look for dinner. It's our last night and um, we're in our Uber and the lady's like, oh, there's traffic because there's a parade coming. Now, the reason why we had to get into Uber is because the public transit had gone down because a biker decided to bike by a trolley while it was moving and they got bumped and that bungled up everything. So it was double backed up because of a parade and somebody decided to jump in front of a, a trolley car. So we finally get, we're, we just get out of the Uber. We're like, we'll just leave. <laughs> we'll figure our way out from here. And then we hear people like, oh, the parade's coming, the parade's coming. And then we see people on bikes with no clothes on. <laughs> Various states of undress. <laughs> and we realize that we've ended up in the middle of a gay pride naked biking parade. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then we like look around at other people we're like oh there's other people here naked too <laughs> and then my mother turns bright red black people aren't supposed to turn red <laughs> she just turns bright red my dad is laughing maniacally <laughs> behind the both of us because there's these people were very bold they were just 100% naked, popping wheelies, jumping up and down <laughs> on bikes, waving hello. <laughs> That's there, was a naked mer there was a naked mermaid. Yeah, it was interesting. Every age, shape, and size. 
that you can think of was there. Very interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Especially not expecting to see that stuff. And they'd be like, no. Oh, okay. We were expecting parade floats. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. a quick study in the human form. Huh? Pardon? That's a quick study in the human form. Yeah. Oh, it was very, there were hundreds. <laughs> That's not surprising. I guess I just can't get the image of jumping up and down out of my head and then, you know, oh, it, it was especially weird if your parents are there too. It seems like a, like a Freudian <laughs> nightmare. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, oh, it's awesome. I would feel less weird if my parents weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like a dude did just wave hello with his little guy right and just <laughs> bounced on by. <laughs> well, no, it, it, it's it would be weird to feel awkward. You know, like you have all your clothes on, and then and you're the one that feels awkward. Like, uh, <laughs> is that weird dream? You know, like, uh, like when you're when you get up in front of the, you know, you get in front of class, and you're supposed to present, and you like you realize, like, I don't have any clothes on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's looking at you and stuff. It's like, you know. If everybody was naked and you have your clothes on, they're staring at you. What's your problem? <laughs> you just don't feel just as awkward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to let you know before uh, that's the preview. My my therapist gets to hear about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Very. It sounds it sounds quite traumatic. So I'm. You know. Yeah. But. Hopefully there was an enjoyment that you know you were able to have. <laughs> Slightly cathartic. <laughs> awesome. No, that's awesome. You no, know, they're they're living the dream. I'm I'm not that bold. <laughs> yeah, the grass is always greener. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> grass is always greener. So um, you know, I think um well, you know, I'm I'm so glad that we were all able to, you know, glad you could make it today, at least. I'm glad everybody else, Amber, Kyle, you were able to come today, too. Very cool. Um, yeah. Oh, Creature says, love the show. Yeah, thank you, Creature. Love you, too. Thank um, you, Creature. Congratulations. I saw you got accepted. Yeah. Yeah, it's important to be accepted. <laughs> so it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So we are, um, yeah. Just so blessed to have like, you know, have this community, have, you know, people that check out this show. Um, again, if you're still, if you're still watching at this point, you, you should like and subscribe. <laughs> and then of course you can, you know, feel invited to, to, to zoom on in as well. It's always yeah. nice to have, uh, you know, to have new participants. And, um, you know, again, I uh, really enjoyed meeting some new students this weekend at the, at the convention. It was very cool. Um, the 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 next live drawing for tattooers event that I'm going to do is going to be um, in October at the at the Paradise um, Convention and so more details on that um, but it was it's just been it's been really fun getting to do these live events and to, you know of course and to, to meet up with you all as well uh, every Monday it, um, uh, it's 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 a it's a privilege so you know and I appreciate you all very much. Um, it's about that time. We should wrap it up. Um, why don't we do some quick sign-offs so that way, you know, we can tell everybody where they can find us at. Um, 
Amber, you were here first. Give us your sign-offs, please. Okay, I'm Amber Morgan, and you can find me at Luxury Tattoos in Egg Harbor City, New Jersey, and on all social media platforms under Amber Morgan. Amber, again, it's like it's always great having you here. Um, you know, appreciate you coming, and um, thank you. It's great being here. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, you're you're definitely a part of it, and so, and you know, your enthusiasm. It, it, it like really charges me, you know what I mean? It gives me, it gives me like a, you know, it gives me energy as well. So, um, I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm excited to see some of, you know, some of your, your, your new practice skins and then your new tattoos and stuff you're going to be doing really soon. And so. Remember to take pictures again, because I'm horrible at that. Mm -hmm. I'll show you more of my progress. Every time you got to take a picture. Uh, I know I constantly forget. I, when I first started tattooing, it was like, you know, you had to take a picture with a camera and it was film, you know, you had to <laughs> develop that shit. So I've got like, yeah, I've got like tubs of like, of tattoo pictures, right? And they're, and they're all blurry. <laughs> in front of the lens or something like that, you know, they're all, I mean, you know, like there's the tattoo part, it's, it's indiscernible, but then there's like, you know, there's the photographic quality is terrible. Anyway, we've got these, you know, we've got these phones on, you know, on our camera. It is with cameras and stuff that are pretty good. Take a picture every time. Take a picture every time, and then you'll 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 be able to show off some of that beautiful work. So so do that. Yeah, I gotta get in that yeah. habit. I always forget to sign in too. It's the little tiny things I forget about. <laughs> well, yeah, nobody nobody's perfect. So you're doing great though. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Kyle, you were next. Let's let's have it. All right. Uh, my name is Kyle Olson. I tattoo out of Tucson, Arizona in a shop called Trinity Art Collective. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me on the website, trinityartcollective.com, or you can hop onto Instagram and find me at Olson underscore tattoos, O-L-S-O-N. And thanks for having me, James. It's always fun. It's always good uh, to get like philosophical on ideas and just get into like different nitty gritty things uh, and different aspects like of stuff I haven't thought before. And it's just, it's always fun. Always fun. Thank you so much. No, again, I really, you know, I liked, I liked, you know, the back and forth, I like the back and forth we all had on this, you know what I mean? And so um, Definitely. If it, it's just me talking here. It's like pff, boring. So anyway, I'm, I, I need, I need you all. <laughs> I need you, you know, you got to keep coming back and stuff like that. So we have, so we have conversation. Because I think that's ultimately like the, um, that's the way that we're going to, you know, sort of reflect back to each other what it is that we're, you know, putting out. So anyway, appreciate you so much for coming, Kyle. Thank you. And um, yeah, it was, it was a great, great conversation. Great show today. So mm -hmm. Elise, you made it. I'm so so glad you could, that you, you know, were able to, to hop on today. Um, thank you for telling us about your trip. And, you know, again, it's... Um, it's just been so it's just been so cool to sort of watch, you know, everything that's been going on with you've been sharing your, you know, life with the community here. So we're, you know, we're all we're all rooting for you, interested in what's going on. Tell us tell us where we can find you. All right. I am Elise Morrow. I am a 3D artist and you can find me at EliseMorrowVisuals.com and on Instagram and uh, ArtStation at Elise Morrow Visuals. 
And thanks for letting me come on here and babble about random <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Crash the party. You had, no, it was, yeah, like, yeah, totally worth it. There was great, you shared some great stories from the road. So I, brought, I, I, brought, I hope I brought a lot of philosophical. Uh... <laughs> I think so. There was, there was some insight. There's definitely some insight that we, yeah. Well, certainly psychoanalytical insight. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll let you know what my therapist says about it when she. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm glad it's, um, glad it wasn't me. That's what I was <laughs> But no. Just you'll you'll yeah. learn a lot of things about yourself. Yeah. God. Well, um, anyway, I'm glad you had a good time. Glad you're back. Um, so, just to say hey to the chat. Thank you, chat. And uh, of course, again, congratulations to Creature on all your yeah. success. Keep it going. Yeah, excellent work. Um, and thank you to the viewers. Uh, couldn't do it without you. I'm James Wisdom. This has been Drawing for Tattooers. Uh, I tattoo mm -hmm. in Indianapolis at Artistic Skin Design. You can find me at Tattooing Wisdom on uh, social media and tattooingwisdom.com. Um, again, Thank you, everybody. Happy drawing, and uh, we will see you next stream. All right. Bye. Have a good week. You too. Have a good week.